I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. He stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have the Gallery of Henry Beauchamp. Uh, so the Gallery of Henry Beauchamp uh, is by W Antennas to Heaven. Sorry, W Dash Antennas to Heaven. Um. And they, at least they're the poster on creepos.wiki. Uh, this is also on Reddit No Sleep, and it's been around for about nine years. So, so we're hopping on the ball real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also, this is a ritual pasta, so mm-hmm. huzzah. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a ritual pasta, so I figured yeah. we'd do it. Yeah. Um, so we'll just dive into the rundown for this one. Um, so a ritual pasta where you go to a certain bar... Uh, in Paris, when uh, when a certain bartender is in, an answer absinthe when asked what you'll have. Um, this is to access a special art gallery to one Henry Beauchamp. Uh, this questioning could be lethal if you don't answer correctly. Uh, upon imbibing and following some instructions, the bar will become completely dark and the people within it, like the bartender and all the other patrons of the bar, uh, will vanish uh, and green lights will spotlight a elevator door uh, off to the side. Uh, A green fairy lady is in the elevator and takes you up to the gallery. Assuming you follow the steps correctly, otherwise it's down to the pits of hell with you. Uh, There's a chance the green lady will also give you a kiss, enchanting you with great artistic inspiration. But this doesn't always happen, and you mustn't force it. Uh, upon at the, or up at the gallery, uh, it is a turn of the century parlor with six paintings on the on one side, six paintings on the other, and a thirteenth painting at the end. These paintings are his last, are, are Henry's last and special pieces, as they were made after he gutted several women and painted them with the blood and bile before committing suicide in in the 1920s. Um, The six on the left show sequences of good things, uh, the genesis of the universe, the only true visage of God, as viewable to the eyes of man, the true image of Jesus Christ, the sprawling clouds of heaven, every pope from the first to faces... From the first to faces that are not yet recognized. Ah, yes, thank you. Yeah, from the first. <laughs> I just fa- happen yeah. to know that without even looking at it. Yeah, from the first two faces not uh, yet recognized, and a portrait of Jesus's appearance in his second coming. The six on the right are not so good things. Uh, the cataclysm of the universe, the only true visage of Satan as viewable to every or to eyes of man, uh, to the eyes of man, the true image of Judas, the sprawling flames of hell. Every human embodied demon from the first to the faces not yet recognized. And a portrait of the Antichrist in his second coming. And the thirteenth is turned to face the wall uh, it is hanging on. Uh, from it, uh, For it is supposedly the flayed flesh of Henry <clears throat> that he himself inflicted upon himself 
to use as a medium for the final piece. Um, there's a wide perimeter around this painting, uh, like those little doily, uh, or like those the velvet rope, yeah, the velvet rope things, yeah. yeah. Um, and there is a sign underneath the painting in three languages: uh, the script of the angel, of, sorry, the script of the seraphim, the runes of the of demons, and Roman letters. And they say, "Do not touch." The narrator then asks if you, the reader or follower of the ritual, will tell him what it looks like if you ever make it that far, perhaps over a drink. And that is the end of the ritual pasta. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, on to everyone tolerates the ground positions at this point. Um, I have one thing. <laughs> uh, you'll be asked in clear and perfect English what would like to partake of this glorious <laughs> night? <laughs> all right, all right. Mm. I know it's the way the person talks. No, it's not because it's in. It is. It's actually, in clear, perfect English. It says specifically. That's why. I'm, but it contradicts, like it. So, like, just like I'm contradicting it because it needs a fix. Uh, because of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just missing. Like, what would you like to partake of this glorious night? Like, yeah, like especially when you say like you'll be asked in clear and perfect English. It's like the one line <laughs> that, they that had to be perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's the one thing that adds something in it. And that's my grammar acquisition. <laughs> so, Mikey, did you find anything? I got some front butts, a front and, a front so, a front or, and one it. Damn. Do we even? Do uh, like a now, like an it story or like conjunction junction? Like, I, do I don't do know that? what this is. <laughs> and now for a terrible abomination by Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> they just start screaming for five minutes. Yeah, it's just Candle Cove. <laughs> but to get in, you have to prove you're a devotee of the artist. But before you even recognize it, the elevator will reach the top of its, well, let's call it a shaft and not get too intricate. Or you can go on. And, of course, an unmarked bottle, stripped long ago of its label, scraps of paper sticking to its sides, Covered in the rot of decades past. It will fit perfectly and reach the end of the keyhole with a resounding click. But what of the 13th? So, if you make it, maybe you can flip the canvas over and tell me sometime? Okay. It was a trip because it was like going back and forth <laughs> through the story. <laughs> okay. Is that it for your grammar position? Do you have anything else? That's it for my grammar position. Okay. Cool. Gamer, do you have anything? On to you. Because cool. <laughs> I don't have any. On to action thoughts. Because I read over that one yeah. somehow. What, the, uh, the perfect English? Yes, I read over the perfect English <laughs> in perfect English. Yes. I mean, really, it's just perfect caveman English. It's it's basically just that guy from Nebraska. It's like, you do what with me? 
think that was Rasco where he kept coming. Yeah, like what was his caveman name? Sam or something like that? No, Sam was the uh, the main character. His Clark? Buddy, no, that's that's from uh, I dared my best friend to remember that. It was like caveman. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was a K, it starts with a K because uh, Kelly is the girl, and in Nebraska, it's discovered that like their their sister and brother was it a bunch of K's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith, <laughs> maybe Kevin. Kevin. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. It's, uh, Kyle, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. Kyle. Anyway. <laughs> back to uh, back to the the gallery of Henry Boucher. Um So actual thoughts. Here we go my, with my uh, first quote. If you ask for any other absinthe in any other way, you will be plagued with, by nightmares for thirteen days. Each night's dream will be more horrible than the last. Until upon the thirteenth dream, your nightmare will follow you every moment for of your waking and sleeping life. You know. Ritual pastas really shouldn't start off contrary. Like, you'll be plagued by nightmares for 13 days. But then after that last nightmare will haunt you for the rest of your life. Like. <laughs> it's not specifically a nightmare a, anymore. Because really? it's not only when you're sleeping, it's all the time. Waking and sleeping life. So you're still going to have it every uh, while well, you're sleeping as well, but yeah. it's also apparently affecting you in your waking life. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, what? Like. <laughs> You have you have th- I guess like thirteen different nightmares that get worse and worse until the thirteenth one, and then that one sticks for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like kind of like kind of confusing wording mm-hmm. <laughs> for that. Uh, and then there's this part. Uh, so was that a grammar thing? <laughs> no, no, that was, actually, that was me picking at the like. I mean, I guess it could be technically a grammar, but it was more like kind of like just a. It was more about like a narr- like wording for like the the ritual. Would you have changed the wording? To clarify. Fuck, I would, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was, that was my last grammar. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now on to actual thoughts again. Yeah, on to actual thoughts. Uh, you will also receive a very, very, very special absinthe spoon in the shape of a key. The holes at the key's top serve as the training point for the alcohol to pour over the sugar cube. I had to Google this. Holy shit, absinthe spoons are a thing. <laughs> yeah, you Admit- didn't know that. Admittedly, I've never tried absinthe <laughs> um, and was not familiar with customs or etiquette uh, of imbibing it outside of the stories of getting seeing a green lady, a green fairy uh, while drinking it, which apparently is not actually a uh, a super like realistic thing. Like apparently, like, people think that absinthe is hallucinogenic, but really, it's just because there's. Uh, some of the early versions of it had trace amounts of wormwood, which is a hallucinogenic. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, and more on the green fairy lady thing in a moment. Um, but yeah, I learned something today about alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was like, like they were going into this detail with a special spoon. I was like, what? It's this absent spoon. Holy shit. And like, if you look, Google absent spoon, like, yeah, it's exactly like that, basically. Like, mm. they have, they, and they come in different, like, designs and shit like that. So, yeah. Um, moving right along. Inside is a small elevator with the most beautiful woman any mortal eyes can imagine, bathed in the green glow in just such an angle that the light refracts beyond her into the shape of wings. The green fairy herself will ask you, going up, and considering all the trouble you went through, it would only make sense to say yes. Ha! Get it? Because... He just had absinthe, and there's a green fairy lady in the next sequence. 
Admittedly, I actually really like that imagery for the connection between Absinthe and, like, the Green Lady and, like, the artistic thing. Uh, doing a little bit further digging into Absinthe online, like, when I was doing my initial Google search on, on Absinthe Spoons, I looked up Absinthe as it, as it is. It appears that it has uh, further connection with artists of Paris, uh, specifically one famous artist, Van Gogh. Uh, as it is rumored that he was on absinthe when he cut off his own ear and gave it to a prostitute he knew. Uh, also, as an aside, he was also suffering from depression and mental illness, hearing voices and such, and that's why he cut off his ear. So that's probably didn't help matters no. on that whole thing. But yeah, so Van Gogh is an imbiber of absinthe, and so, and so and it's also a common alcohol for artists at the time. So... Mm. I appreciate. Bottom line is, I appreciated the link to the artist artistic realm uh, that this ritual pasta was trying to invoke. So, yeah, it's not like they just picked a random alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be like um, if this ritual pasta was trying to invoke something about of Edgar Allan Poe and choosing the the whiskey that he really liked to drink at the certain bar, like which is there's an actual bar in Boston or wherever he was living um, that still like puts one out for for Poe. Mm-hmm. Like on the day of his death, oh, yeah. um, because it was the the alcohol that he drank. Like he'd come in and drink specifically, and it was the the last time, last thing he did before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, like he went into the bar, had a drink, and then went out and died. Um, like that night. Oh shit! Yeah. So, um, yeah. Bottom line, it was appropriate links uh, with the green lady and like the and also yeah, like just the bathing the girl, the woman in, like, green light uh, to make it look like she was fairy. It's like, ah, I see. It's, like, imagery. It's symbolism! Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Wasn't she actually? I mean, no, it... I mean, she maybe. wings. Well, yeah, no, it, the light of refracted in such a way that it made it look like there was an illusion of wings behind her. But she may not have actually had wings. Oh, did she? Maybe. It is... Yeah. Apparently, this is all supernatural because if you don't answer correctly, you go to, straight to the bottom the bowels of hell. Yeah, because of all the weirdness up <laughs> but, to this point, I was totally... It, it made sense for it to be an yeah. actual fairy, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to the next one. Uh, now, I'm not as sure about this as the rest, but I've heard that if the Green Lady kisses you on the cheek as she leaves the elevator, you will always be blessed with a creative inspiration, a permanent, ever-changing muse. You can't ask her. You can't kiss her. She has to do it of her own volition. It's nice to know that the eldritch horrors of aspiring artists are pro consent. <laughs> yep. Like I just, re- I kind of like really like that touch. It's like, yeah, it's like no, it's it's kind of like in fair, like don't fucking like push your luck or don't like yeah. don't be creepy. Let them let, let the eldritch abomination be creepy for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a kitchen segment, but do we want to do? Do I want to save that? Should I save that for? Uh, after you guys? Sure. Yeah. Alright. Then, moving on to Mikey. He stands for you. Alright. So, uh, as a ritual pasta, it was enjoyable because of the way it was written. Wow, just diving right into the final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Like, <laughs> just, gotta say, <laughs> like, most Ritual passes that we've done have been do this, do that, yeah. do this, and there's no real any story or really yeah. This it. one, 
Sorry, not to and explaining that. why you would do the things. <laughs> yeah, like not to. Uh, I wasn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, it, I kind of have a similar thought where it's like almost felt like um, I was reading a completed version of like a choose your own adventure book. Like you do this and you get this outcome because <laughs> you didn't die, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, my thought on the last painting. Is it's a uh, self portrait portrait where uh, the artist is sprawled out in uh, the pose of drama like one of your French girls? Yeah. Also, it's a self portrait because it's made from himself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Bum, bum, <laughs> it's not necessarily a portrait because we don't even know. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, it's, it's we, meant we to be know. like it's meant to like it could honestly just be a flesh fractal, mm-hmm. just like. Because he was huge into fractals of, uh, up until this point in his uh, in his art career, so like he might just like use his own flesh to make like weird like like uh, recursive imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I found it interesting how they use the alcohol as like sort of the gateway. Yeah, because as soon as you drink it, then everyone else disappears. It's literally a gateway drug. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <The> art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, again, in the night, it's very appropriate for the artistic times of the 1920s of like what like it's hearkening, this ritual is hearkening back to because, yeah, a lot of artists back in those days, like the surrealists and stuff, used alcohol and drugs to basically get inspired and to like come up with some of the weird shit they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, one thing that I didn't really care for was just the using, like, he suddenly kidnaps three young girls and murders them. To I mean, his, that's a cultist. That's, that's just straight up. A, yeah, that's a, a murderous cultist. So that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. But it's just like, well, I mean, you, you could have just said it was made from blood or whatever. You don't need the full details. Uh, I'm. Made from the blood of innocence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, agree to disagree, but <laughs> I thought So it was normally true. when you want to you don't know, want to know less, yeah. you're you're okay with knowing more, you know. I am just like this like I don't yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, whatever. Crazy yeah. cultist, murders people. Hmm. Uh, uh, but less is more. Not always. Sometimes. <laughs> When it's something we don't agree with. Yes, clearly. Okay, okay. that makes sense. I was confused until this point. Only at this point? Yeah. I will kill you. (laughs) He is a ninja after all. That's true. Anyway, on that note, onwards to the ninja thoughts. All right. Um, (laughs) Now that he's dealt with, all right. Oh, hang on. There we go. <laughs> anyway, put in that uh, Eldritch insurance. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. So anyways, uh, my first note is essentially just to the fact that there's apparently a bartender on staff at this <laughs> bar that's serving people poison. No, well, absent this straight up poison, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, if you don't do everything correctly, oh, yeah, yeah. you die. Well, so yeah. every single time that this guy is working, every single person that comes in dies. I think unless you do it this way. I think what what is it, it, it maybe it should have something a little bit extra. But I think it should say that like 
he this only happens like he only poise, attempts to poison the person that's looking for the Henry for the gallery mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, like like, like but you, you don't come in, in like, saying that you're looking for that. No, you just come in and just like you're waiting for him to show up. Yeah. Unless he just, like, he's, like, again, like, it's supernatural, and, like, there's another guy on the set, but, like, at a certain time of night, there's suddenly another guy there, too. And that's the one you want to talk to. I don't know. The the way it goes is you walk into this specific bar. Everyone's dead. If you don't ask for absinthe, anything you drink, you die. Yeah. He walks in. Like, what we're not getting is that, like, the guy walks in at, at that particular night and that particular time, and everyone else is just, like, just, like, on the other tables, like... Out and dead, totally. Like just like face on the on the on the table. Yep. The cops aren't doing anything about it. No, or because, well, it's because it's some obscure Parisian uh, bar in like a, a hidden alleyway. Yeah, I just thought that was yeah. weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. <laughs> and then about the the way that the story's laid out itself, um, it's kind of the closest thing um, I've felt that I've read that's closest to dragons a dragon's letter playthrough. Right? <laughs> because in the game you're put in a situation and you have to do the right button presses or you die. And then the next situation comes up. In this story, you're put in a situation and you have to say the right things or you die and then the next situation comes up. Yeah. It's pretty much Dragon's Lair playthrough. It's, it's kind of ritual bosses though, like generally too. Like, well, even yes like, and no, because most rituals that at least I've read on the show, it's like, this is what you have to do. Done. Were you there's, with us? there's no repercussions to oh, each yeah. step. Wait, were you with us with, when we did uh, Eleven Miles? No, I don't think so. Okay, Eleven Miles had one where it was like basically that, it was kind of like that as well. Oh, okay. Um, it, for me, at least, this is the first one where it tells you the repercussions of every single one. Yeah. So it's like watching a Dragon's Lair playthrough and seeing every way that Dirk can die on every <laughs> yeah. turn as well. Yeah. <laughs> God, now I kind of just want to see a Dragon's Lair type of game. <laughs> this. Yeah, with this. I want right. somebody to just do a Dragon's Lair style game. Just get, get Don Blues up on the phone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, can, down you, for can it. you help me do this? I'm doing this horror adventure game <laughs> called uh, The Gallery of Henry Bouchamp, and uh, I need some artwork. It's like. Specifically, artwork that looks like it's made with blood, blood and um, no, no, no. And I such. meant like, like, like hello, I, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong way to say that. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, uh, there is a video game that fans have made. Oh, really? Yeah. I based on this did not do yep. the research. Apparently, really, really. Yeah. Okay, there, there's a link in the comments. I didn't look at all, which, the, like, all the comments. I don't look which at links to a another version of the story in a different language, but it has screenshots from the video game that somebody made. That's so crazy. Okay, we may have to look at that video game now. Mm. I'm curious. Okay, neat. To be fair, a lot of ritual pastas do kind of lend themselves to be basically like the plot for a game, mm-hmm. like for a video game. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So my next note is, um, let's go here. Besides, I've heard that the dying complimented his drinks in their death throes. I don't really understand what that means specifically. Could you repeat it? Besides, I've heard, this is when you're talking about dying from it, and then it continues with this. Yeah. Besides, I've heard that the dying complimented his drinks in their death throes. Okay, so I think what it is is like, as they're dying, it's like that was a really good drink. Oh, like, <laughs> like basically, like it's it, like even though they're dying, like they like the drink is done so, served so well that it like they compliment that. Like it's and it, like kind of an insanity kind of thing. So, so you die happy. Yeah. So the death throes are complimented 
Like, by, the, the drink is complemented by the death throw. Yeah, because death yeah. throws are like when you're thrashing around and like trying to grasp. For yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, so I understood the words. I just didn't understand what he was trying comic? to get. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's like basically they are as they are dying. They are, um, they are dying happy because the drink was so that good, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would have understood it better if it was like, but I, I've heard that. Um, besides, I've heard that in your death throws it complements the drinks. Fair. Also, not to, not to uh, counter you there, gamer, but uh, would that not have been Grammar Inquisition? <laughs> it would have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I would understand it better personally, but yes. Yeah. No, that's fair. I got one. Yeah. And then, um, just in regards to the ending, the narrator is like specifically talking to whoever's reading, so is there yeah. like kind of a narrator at the end? Kinda, yeah. A little bit. But only at the end. Yeah, it's almost like the, like, it's like Deckard Kane is like, stay a while and listen to my tale. Like, I guess. like he's like letting you in on like the at the. It's like it's like the story like opened up with like a narrator telling you explain telling or actually it kind of reminds me of a uh, Frank Long a uh, Frank Bethneck long story, which is usually done as like a uh, almost like a, um, a dialogue. Like the whole story is just one big dialogue. Oh, then that means our uh, grammar positions mean nothing. No, it's all dialogue. no, no. We're con- <laughs> yeah, no. This the story contradicts it enough that we can get it around. Oh, I see. Um, but uh, the way they do it, in uh, the way uh, Frank wrote his stories, was like he was talking to a character and explaining to them what that happened in the story, like for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of has that kind of leaning to it. Like yeah. you were saying, uh, Mikey, the uh, it, it's a ritual pasta that actually has a narrative mm-hmm. to, behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not just an instruction manual on how to do a thing. I mean, yeah. it kind of is. It's just it's yeah. It's not put down in jot form. It's put down through a story. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it, it's all there, like the the, the the manual, but it's done almost like uh, there isn't there like a game or something like that that does that where like it's basically an instruction manual. Oh. It's like some tabletop games. Like, they, they explain the rules through a story. <laughs> mm. Now, mind you, sometimes that can be good and sometimes that can be bad. It's, like, this, playing, it's, it's like playing a tutorial. Yeah. Basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's all I for notes. Yeah, of course you would figure it out. Oh, it's like a tutorial like for <laughs> a video game. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. All right. So, I guess on to the kitchen segment. Uh, so I'm just going to take you guys for a second. Uh, so, I'm going to use this quote first. So, if you make it, maybe you can flip the canvas over and tell me sometime. You can tell me about it over a drink. Well, this... So, reading this whole thing, this is 100% fodder for a Dreamhounds of Paris campaign. And for those of you not in the know, Dreamhounds of Paris is a Trail of Cthulhu settings campaign frame RPG. Um, play you play Where you play as 1920s Parisian surrealist artists using mythos magic and the dreamlands of H.P. Lovecraft's uh, story universe to you in your, in your artwork to change the world. Like, and usually it's like, you're either like surrealists that are trying to stop a, uh, a, one of your member, one of your friends or like colleagues from like ruining the earth because they're like affecting the dreamlands with their surrealist art. Mm -hmm. Um, In this story specifically, like you could just, Take this like like uh, the idea of uh, somebody has taken the thirteenth painting like from the gallery and is using it as a like a way to end the world or something like that. And your other your surrealist artists are trying to like find out where the painting went and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, almost like a, a, a reverse heist game. Yeah, kind of. Um, as far as ritual pastas go, there, like we said, there's definitely more of a narrative pull and plotted story here. Um, and I mentioned it's almost like a, a choose-your-own-adventure book. Um, especially with that ending line, like... Like the char- the character, like the the narrator, the person giving us these instructions, just kind of breaks uh, breaks into a character and just like asks us, like if you do this, like hey, maybe you can tell me sometime. Who are you? <laughs> um, he didn't credit himself at all. Yeah, as far as I know, it's just W dash antennas to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the basic scene beats are all there for a uh, to have uh, a journey into this gallery. Um, so even outside of like doing a, um, uh, a Dreamhounds of Paris campaign with this as just the, the wholesale fodder for it, uh, you could also, I also feel like this story could be used as like a seed to jump off onto another like, uh, story, like even write your, uh, write another story or like use it as a scenario, jumping off point for a scenario, like what happens after you get to the gallery, like kind of thing, like. Yeah. Cause it just tells you how to get there, but not mm-hmm. like. The events that, that happened happen afterward, like what are yeah. the consequences? Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. apparently nothing, right? Well, unless if you do, uh, we don't, right. we don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, no, yeah, nothing. There's no consequences to you to get there, but like once you get there, what are the consequences of being there and like seeing all this stuff? Like you, you've seen the true visage of God. You've seen the true visage of Satan. You've seen the true visage. You've seen the um, uh, basically the the popes of futures past, <laughs> essentially, mm-hmm. as yeah, well as like the, this the, is all quotation. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know. like, yeah. So, like, yeah, you could have a, a story or or a game where like somebody has gone to the gallery and is now like maybe assassinating people that um that he knows are going to be the popes, mm-hmm. um, or like vice versa, like like is going after the person that's going to be Jesus, mm-hmm. like second coming kind of thing, or the Antichrist, and you don't you swap that out. You make sure you make your your investigators if that's what you're running. If you're running it in a Cthulhu game or like a horror scenario thing. You wait to the end or like near the end to reveal that like the person that they're trying to assassinate is not Jesus, it's the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. So do you help them or do you hurt them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've come this um, far. And then again, like yeah, just like have like maybe an art dealer has obtained the thirteenth painting and is driving his uh his um uh patrons mad uh by showing it. Or like maybe the the, the, the green lady and the bartender um have like gotten like some other artists to cut like uh, surrealists say if we're doing dreamhound style um they they've requ- they basically they're the ones that like send the, the artists off to go find the 13th painting and you guys have to go to like different art dealers and galleries that are it's kind of been like popping up in mm-hmm. to try and find it and try and find out who stole it um yeah that's basically kind of my kitchen stuff it's just like i this game like reading this i was like wow this is like straight out of the book of dreamhounds of paris um, and I'm totally for it. <laughs> like, I, I want to take this and just make a campaign of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see it. But that's my, that's, that's my kitchen work. Mm-hmm. That's my cooking. Do you guys have anything for the kitchen? Uh, my kitchen thought that occurred to me when you were talking was this would sort of work as a heist. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, literally the guy's explaining, how do you get, to the paintings, and especially since <laughs> apparently in the indie game scene, heist games are a thing now, like are mm-hmm. becoming more and more of a thing. Like not even just like using the regular systems, like D D and some of that. There's actually like whole art, like indie RPGs, like rules light systems that are that are out now, uh, just for doing an, a heist 
Like mm-hmm. there's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think leverage is one of them. Um, and there's also like uh, honey heist and like what could go wrong. Um, I believe are a couple of other ones I'll leave in the description, like some of them, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Straight up. Just like <laughs> your, your, your artists who are like desperate for a muse and want to, and have heard of this Henry Buchamp. And so you guys have decided, fuck it. We're going to, we're all going to go in and just and do this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be artists. You could just be straight up thieves. Yeah, just art thieves. Yeah, like yeah. art thieves are like actually that would be that would be really good. I could see mm-hmm. that being done in uh, Trail of Cthulhu or using um, uh, what is it called Knights Black Agents, where you're basically uh, anywhere from like Jason Bourne to again art thieves like like uh, like cat burglars and art thieves style like criminals like basically camp career criminals that are like professionals in their in their fields. Mm-hmm. That meet up against the supernatural, and in Knights Black Agents, it's usually vampires. But you can totally just like supplant vampires with something else, yeah, something other supernatural. Oh hell, maybe it is vampires. <laughs> uh, maybe the kiss from the Green Lady is actually just like kind of a reverse, like, like maybe they're they're emotion, they're like uh, they're they're talent vampires <laughs> or like psychic talent vampires, <laughs> and like the kiss is actually like something that basically they do to like, uh, like kind of imbue- like almost like how vampires make uh, Renfields. Where they like give them a little taste of their power, basically. Mm. So maybe it's something like that. So yeah, I this is I like that idea of the, just the heist game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That is a perfect, uh, magnifique <laughs> uh, idea. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I had wrote down too. Okay, but like through the like the story itself is through the eyes of a thief, like. He's been sitting down. He's been going to this bar and like taking notes on these people trying to get through to Bouchamp. Okay, and, the bar- and like how they keep dying. It's like, okay, no, he died when he did that. Okay. And, and he's like, like, this is his entire note. Also going insane because he's like, this, they go up, they go up like to like a, fo- like I see like, like several floors, but this building only has two floors. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's tried getting in from the from the roof. Like he's like parachuted in or something like that, yeah. or like hopped hopped a couple of roofs to get into the from the. T- but there's like nothing on the roof side. Like like it just doesn't go there. It actually doesn't go to like of the physical space. Mm-hmm. So like he breaks in. It's just like an empty storage room or a dusty yep. storage room. It's <laughs> magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the long short I got for that. Cool. Uh, so I guess on to final thoughts. Um, on its own, I, I did enjoy the narrative and imagery, um, and I feel like it's all an alright ritual pasta, because it is both grounded in a real place, Paris, uh, and deals with, with familiar things, like, again, like 1920s artists and how crazy they were. In absinthe. In absinthe, yeah. <laughs> that's maybe and not that's the only thing. Absinthe, like, again, like, maybe it is playing on the whole hallucinogenic legend, oh, the, the, room, the, uh, the, not legend or rumor, because some people have, like, gotten like seen things when they had absinthe, but like basically like they grind ground this with like, or like familiarized it with like something real. So yeah, maybe this is all just like a hallucinatory thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also it's innocuous enough. So some dummy can't find a concrete location and follow these steps like letter for letter and stupid, like stupidly follow a ritual pasta mm-hmm. as is some people's want to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like this is actually one of those, like it's a ritual pasta that is pretty much harmless mm-hmm. because it is so fantastical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for fodder, 
Or if you're into ritual pastas, yeah, I recommend. So yeah. it's also harmless because the entire start of it is just asking for a, a glass of absinthe, yeah, which is just alcohol, yeah. So it's yeah, not. And like, you're not and, actually going to find a, no. per, a bartender who's poisoning. Well, you might. That could actually. <laughs> they could go down a dark road too. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, otherwise, yeah, it's fairly harmless, like, ritual pasta, and if you like those kind of stories, like, that kind of narrative, and, like, if you want to use, if you want something for, like, a Dreamhounds of Paris campaign, yeah, read, read the, uh, the gallery of Henry Beauchamp, it's, it's a good time. So, yeah, bye, that's my recommendation. Mikey, these stands for you. Alright, so... It is a ritual pasta, but it is nicer than some like you brought up that it's almost like uh 11 miles yeah in like regards mile. to that you, you actually get a bit of a story about what's happening in each stage and yeah. it's not just a do this do this do this it's a do this because if you don't do that this will happen yeah <laughs> many have tried and many have died <laughs> um so that's where it gets points it has more of a narrative because it's in more descriptive words so it's, that makes it nice um i like sort of suddenly you're transported to another dimension as soon as you yeah. <laughs> drink it <laughs> well yeah i mean that could also just be the absence but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the only real downside uh to it is a downside for most ritual passes that there's nothing really scary or threatening. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely threats in the story. Yeah, but... The threat of death is, like, a constant. Yeah, repeated. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, just the the whole, like, at the end of the day, was I creeped out by the story? Not really. Fair. Like, the creepiest thing is essentially the fact that there's paintings made of blood and... Blood and bile. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do feel like it with creepypastas, like... There are ones that are creepy, like actually genuinely like creep me out, and like I get I get freaked out from them. And then there are ones that I'm not creeped out at all. Like I, I'm not going to pretend that I was creeped out at all by the story, but I love the idea, the concept mm-hmm. provided in the story, and that's what wins me over. Like so, yeah. From a creepy side, it doesn't do its job, but from a from a good like it's it's like I acknowledge it is supposed to be creepy, but I'm not scared of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like it it, it, mat- it, it, it teeters that line of like not creepy, but like it's a cool idea. Yeah. Would you want to go to the gallery and go through all this to do Fuck it? Fuck no. Then you're creeped out by it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm a sane person, but. but... Although. <laughs> but overall, it was entertaining and they're much worse ways to spend your time because it is a short pasta yeah yeah so okay that's my recommendation mm-hmm. i'll be basically mirroring you guys they made a video game based off it so it has to be somewhat good right because someone put that time in to make whatever that video game is <laughs> you say that <laughs> what but jeff the killer has a video game does he uh, yeah he doesn't deserve one. Why? Uh, also, Internet. There, why? <laughs> like there are other. There are uh, not not to like throw too much shame at like 
the our, uh, the stuff we love, the stuff I like to read. But there are bad creep bosses in video games because somebody loved it <laughs> enough to make it. Something. I suppose. <laughs> Either way, yeah. <laughs> This one didn't stumble too much. Even that one grammar-related thing, I didn't even read. It was just the perfect, like, error. Yes, it was, because it specifically said, this next wonder, line is going to be flawless. I almost wonder if it's inten- it was intentional. <laughs> was it a joke? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. But either way, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's short. It, it does, you don't stumble through it. I'm basically mirroring what you guys said because I 100% agree. It was a good story. It was an enjoyable um, ritual pasta. It wasn't bland. Wow, so that's, that's two episodes in a row. What that we've had like yeah, we like, it was like there's not much to say other than it was really good. It's almost like we're all the same person. No, we're not. <laughs> what? <laughs> we aren't. What? We're we're triplets though. <laughs> We're just three behind minds. We're just three heads on one person. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Lose your title card. Damn it. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a painting, painterly version. Like that's what's on the other side of that that, that, that picture frame. Oh. It's just it's just the three of us, like a three headed version of us. There you go. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Henry Bouchamp in the 1920s. So it's like. I've had a horrible vision of a three headed monstrosity of nature who constantly criticize and discuss these. Creepy stories on this interwebs. This inside web. <laughs> this interconnected web. Yes. By some spider. <laughs> oh, I must paint it with my own flesh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's that's gotta be the fucking paint the, the title card now. God damn you. There you go. Alright. Well, that was this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, or if you didn't, leave it in the comments, comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter uh, in various degrees. <laughs> um, Some more than others. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably the most uh, permanent resident of Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Review Cultist. Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. And the Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name is too damn long. <laughs> it really is. Um, you can also send us uh, messages and emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas or ritual pastas or SCPs or what have you. Anything that's most creepy and most pasta on the internet. Like, just send them to us. Please. <laughs> We're lonely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it on the show. It might, uh, yeah. <laughs> Flawless. <laughs> it might, yeah. 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 Uh, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon, look up Al Dente Rigmortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $5 and $2 tiers currently with special episodes, extra content, early access, all that stuff. Uh, for our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. Seriously. Well, I know we say this every, every episode, but I feel like we don't say it enough. Without yep. you guys... We wouldn't have our hosting bills would be over flooding us and we'd be dead. Uh, so thank you. It would kill us for real. Yes, <laughs> we we die for real. Totally. <laughs> um, no, like seriously, like it it really helps with the hosting bills, and we really much appreciate that. Um, you guys should talk to us more. Like we we never talk, we never hear from you. We just we just get that 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 check in at the end of the month. Like seriously, guys, 
Comment more. <laughs> Speaking of, we have a Discord. For- <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, and, and yeah, if you're a patron of us, uh, you can get access to our Discord channel, where you can actually talk to us and like see all the nightmare fuel that we have on a, a certain image channel mm-hmm. on there. So, um, and for our listeners that are already having, uh, that are just listening to us, thank you guys immensely because without you guys, we wouldn't have much of an audience, and that would suck. <laughs> uh, and to the authors of these stories. Thank you, because you gave me something to read every week for five years plus now. And I really appreciate that, personally. Not only you guys. <laughs> Varying degrees of appreciation, yeah. depending on how Spyro.exe it is. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, <laughs> that being said, like, like, I can't shit on anyone, regardless of how much we like or hate something. It's still, it still deserves the to be there. To do something. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah, that's that's where our our hearts come from, where our, our our criticisms and our discussions come from. It's from a place of understanding. Like we know that somebody did like put the work into this, and now we're going to give it the the, the treatment it deserves, mm-hmm. or the treatment that we feel like after reading it, like wh- how we appreciate it. So mm-hmm. thank you guys. Um, if you'd like to help support the show in another way, we have Redbubble. Um, so we have our logos on a ton of stuff. Um, from clocks to shower curtains, <laughs> I just so funny. Like the shower curtain, it's like, their most ridiculous yeah. one. Yeah, uh, you also got we also got pillows and and t shirts, uh, stickers, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, go check that out. Um, we also have a new podcast um, called One Less Die. If you guys liked uh, some of those actual play rigor mortis games we've run, uh, we do other things other than just straight horror and uh, like Cthulhu stuff or or. Um, creepypasta stuff uh we also do shadow run and call of cthulhu games and other systems that i've dragged my players into run it into playing in so um yeah you can go check that out at one less die on podbean or other streaming channels so go check that out uh, wow this has been a long-winded uh, outro uh i'm gonna <laughs> cut it now that is this week's episode i have been review cultist I'm Mikey, the East Ends are Evil. And I'm the Gamer Neil. This has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. You're going to need it for next week. Da da da.